the new year off right. Start 2024 with Luxel as your search engine. Among other benefits, you get uncensored results, extra privacy, and more control. That's Luxel, L-U-X-X-L-E dot com. On January 3rd, 2024, the We the People of Missouri Board of Trustees proposed and a majority of active members approved the dissolution of the We the People of Missouri State Organization. We the People of Cape Girardeau County is pleased to announce the formation of Guardians of Liberty in Southeast Missouri, a Missouri not-for-profit entity that was formed on October 12, 2023. Guardians of Liberty was formed to carry on the important task of educating the public and lobbying government officials in Missouri regarding the importance of civics, the original format of the Missouri and federal constitution, and important issues for voters in Missouri. Guardians of Liberty will carry on the important work of We the People of Missouri in Southeast Missouri as the state organization winds up its affairs. Guardiansinfo1 at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to the Adrian Ross Show. And do I have a show for you today? I have three guests. Now, some of you have been with the Adrian Ross Show for quite some time. So you may recall that early in 2023, I did an episode with single Christian women, a panel of women. And then I followed that up with a panel of guys who are single Christian dudes. And the ladies are back. Not all of them, actually. I have one returning guest and I have two others who will talk to us about the single life, a topic that draws a lot of attention. I am so excited for you to meet Lakeisha and Emily and also to introduce you to Amanda if you did not meet her the first time. So it's going to be great. Here we go. Okay, Amanda, Emily, and Lakeisha, welcome to the Adrian Ross Show. I'm so glad you're all here, and I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today. Now, I already told the watchers or listeners, whatever the case may be, that this is a topic that really draws a lot of attention, because whenever you start talking about singleness, especially singleness among Christians, I even dare say more so with Christian women than Christian dudes, people have an opinion or people are interested. And I want to talk to people who are living the life. So this is what I ask. So those of you who are tuning in, if you, if you were with me early in 2023, you've met Amanda on the episode where I spoke with some other single women and I said, I want, this is the, this is the deal. Women, Christian women, and Christian women who desire to be married. And we had quite the discussion. And only Amanda returned. I don't know if I scared the others off or what. <laughs> um, I can say that they're still single. It's not like they're married and so they're not here. They're still single, but, but we've added two more and I'm really excited about it now. Let me just say this. I have no notes and that is on purpose 
because although this is somewhat of an interview, it's also a conversation and I'm a part of that conversation. And I know sometimes when you have notes, I know this uh, from a teacher background, sometimes when you have notes, you are so stuck to the notes, you don't allow a free flow of conversation. So I have some ideas of where I want to go, but the conversation really is boss. And that's determined by how you, how we go, how we flow, right? I sincerely want this to be a place right now where we are absolutely honest and transparent and all that stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of times when you're talking to people in the church, we know the right things to say and, or, or we don't want to offend or we don't. And we, I, I don't have time for that. I don't even want none of that. And I, I believe that you guys are going to be gals are going to be honest. And that's what I'm saying right now. Permission to totally be real. So the first thing I want to do is have the ladies introduce themselves to you, uh, tell you obviously their, their names and tell you what they do, uh, their age, if they'd like to. And then I really want to dive into this conversation. So do I have a volunteer to start? I will go first, I guess, since I'm the veteran of the uh, the single <laughs> conversation. You are indeed. I am. Uh, so my name is Amanda and I am 41 years old um, and I work in higher education. Wonderful. I can go next. I'm Lakeisha Blissett and I'm 41 and I am a house cleaner. I am Emily. I'm 27 and I'm an operations manager at a digital marketing agency. Okay, wonderful. So so check out the age range here. I'm noticing that we have someone in the 20s, and that's Emily, and we have two ladies in the 40s, early 40s, uh, I'll say that, and someone myself in the early 50s. We don't have anyone in the 30s, but we've got some decades covered here. Yeah. So here's my first question. Okay. Why do you want to be married? We're living in a time where people are less and less people say they want to get married and they're getting married later in life. So maybe we're in good company there. Why do you want to be married? Who wants to take on that first? I can go. Okay. Um, I really would love a partner to do life with, like just to have someone there at the end of the day that I know I can rely on that can be, I hate using the term better half. Cause I don't know that that's necessarily accurate, but to be my other, the other person in my life to just go through things with life is tough. Life throws you a lot of curveballs. It's hard, whether it's between the economy or just, you know, mm. being alone sometimes really stinks. And so having that person there, that is your I guess, as they say in the Bible, help mate um, to help you get through life. I, I would love to have that person that I can just do regular life things with and, and be there at the end of the day that I can rely on and they can rely on me in turn. Mm, okay. So I think, I think for me, I think there's two, there's two pieces. Um, first piece is I'm a very, I, I'm an independent person um, and I am a take charge personality. And sometimes you just don't want to take charge. And so where a lot of people think my independence kind of creates this idea that I can't be led, that's mm. not really true. I want to be led. I want to be led by a strong, godly man that embodies everything that scripture says a husband is supposed to be. 
I'm not going to do that easily and just hand that over to anyone because I know that I'm something that should be protected. Um, and so I, there's times that I, I want someone who can guide. I mean, like Emily said, you want someone who can be, you know, that not only that sounding board, but somebody who's also hearing from God as well that says, Hey, this is what the spirit's telling me. And so it's a way to kind of share, you know, that weight of life. Um, reason number two is there are times when I feel like that being single actually hinders the ministry I can step into. Um, so as a single woman, you know, I necessarily can't, marriages are so close to my heart. I, I love the conversation of marriage and maybe that's why I came back. Um, but it's so close to my heart because marriage is vital to our society. And there's sometimes that I feel like that I can't minister in those areas because I'm not married. Um, and so there's been cases where I wanted to pour in to, to a marriage, but I don't feel like I can because I don't have that husband who can step in and fill that role. Okay. And I want to come back to what you said, Lakeisha. Okay. So why do I want to be married? Because, and I will have say, because I did things for a long time, totally the wrong way. And mm -hmm. I know that it wasn't right, but it was like my parents um, separated and it was like I wanted that to see like marriage and I wanted that marriage, but I didn't get to see it. And so like now, like I did things like the wrong way, but then like, oh, I know like marriage is what God wants. The more and more I read his word, like that's how it should have been. That's how it should be. And so like from going back to not doing things the right way, I want to do it the right way because I'm understanding from reading his word. Marriage is holy, it's sacred, it's beautiful. And that's how it should be. So although like I don't have it right now. I need to keep waiting for it to have it the right way and not how I used to be. Mm. If that makes sense. <laughs> it does. And and um you said that marriage is holy and it's sacred. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. But I'm gonna ask this question before I get back to something Amanda said. What about singleness? Is singleness sacred and holy also, ladies? Me. Hey, ladies in general, Emily, oh, I, like you, Emily, you unmuted yourself. I'm going to start with you and then Lakeisha, you can jump in. Is singleness okay. sacred? I mean, I think, I think it can be, I'll be honest. And I know I prepped you for this Adrian ahead of time. My viewpoint on singleness right now is not positive whatsoever. So a lot of my answers are probably going to come across as negative because mm. I don't love this season of singleness. I'm not happy in it. I do not feel fulfilled in it whatsoever, but I don't think that being single, like counts us out from holiness in any aspect. Um, I don't think we should just reserve that for married couples. I think there's something very special about marriage. Obviously I really want to be in a marriage. Um, but I don't think God just uses married people. Clearly he's used so many single people throughout the Bible. Um, there's nothing that makes singleness less holy. I do think the church puts an emphasis on marriage being the end all be all, which I think kind of causes our expectations with marriage to be a little bit skewed sometimes too. Um, and, and how we view ourselves and we think of ourselves as less, um, you know, you see time and time again, lots of ministries within the church that are catered towards married couples, lots of things that have to do with that. But, um, you know, why, why does the single crew not get that as well? Cause we are just as impactful, um, as a married couple can be. 
And we talked a little bit about that in the first episode too. Okay, Lakeisha, what about you? Is it holy? Uh, yeah, I really do think it is. And going back to what I said, like from how I didn't do things the right way for a very, very long time and now trying to do it right, found myself in the Lord and now trying to do things the right way. Like I understand that singleness is just as holy and beautiful because you have to find yourself being single to understand yourself when God brings you that person that is for you because you like, you know, it. I feel like if you don't understand yourself and find yourself that beautifulness of you being a uniquely you then how are you going to be that to a spouse to your person mm -hmm. like if you don't get yourself and right. be rooted in that okay that's that's excellent yeah. now back to something you said amanda about why you you want to get married and i thought as a person in ministry myself i can understand what you're saying about having that other person there and sometimes you feel like that it's hindered somewhat that might be the wrong word because you don't have the other person but i have to ask this and i just i just want to get real because we we believe right that god is he's intimately involved in our lives and he's the one who calls us and and all that and so how do we balance that mindset that how are you hindered if god has you in the season you're in how are you hindered in that? And I, I, I think I'm, I'm with you as I don't know if hindered is the right word. And I, I said that. I don't think you did. Yes. Right. Right. Um, and maybe I, I don't know if this makes it any better, but maybe it's the fact of not feeling that that freedom, maybe. Um, and, and what I mean is you, you know, I know for me, I'll just, I'll, of course, speak for myself that I never want to be. Um, when I say out of place, I never want to operate out of the correct order because God is a God of order. And so there may be instances, you know, where, for example, you know, I, I speak at church camps and things like that. And so I may have a young man who I need to, to give a word to, but I don't want to appear out of order because I do think we need to be conscious of that. Um, and so if there was a, you know, a husband that could step in and operate with me beside me for that, you know, that extra level of protection or just the, I don't want to say appearances because I know that we don't do everything for appearance sake, but at the same time, we also need to make sure that we're not just jumping into something that can be a negative appearance in a sense, you know, I mean, as yes, far as yes. that, those specific conversations. Yes. So um, I think, I think that's it. I think I would feel probably more comfortable um, if I had that, you know, that husband that could step into that role with me, you know, the way I kind of fill that gap is I have, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I have godly men that are friends. And, and so if they are available, I will pull them in, you know, Hey, can you, can you walk through this with yes. me? And that's wisdom. Well, in that. Yes. Yes. So you're all Christian women. You, you, I'm assuming you've prayed about marriage. Did you say you want to get married? Have you prayed about a mate? Okay. Oh, sure. All right. And, and here you are still single. So, and myself, I mean, I'm, I'm still single. I, you know, there was a time I've explained my story where I was like, I really want to get married and I was bitter and all that. Cause I couldn't understand why the Lord still had me single. Um, now, sometimes I think I want to get married. Sometimes I'm like, my whole thing is God, whatever, what do you want? You know, but how do you handle Emily mentioned being somewhat negative towards singleness. 
I'm talking about in your relationship with the Lord. Like in your real moments, are, are you like, okay, God, like what is up? Do you find yourself honestly struggling? Like, Lord, are you even, are you listening? Emily, you're, you're nodding like that. Yes. Tell us about that. And how do you navigate that with your walk with God? It's been tough. I'm not going to lie. I've been through, through a really tough season. And to be completely transparent, I've even used the word anger. I've been angry with the Lord. And my mom would tell me, Emily, you can't be angry with God, but I have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my prayers to God now, it's not just me asking God, send me someone, send me someone, send me someone. Just like, okay, God, in this moment in time, what am I supposed to be learning? Is there some purpose to this season? There has to be because you wouldn't put me through this season if there wasn't a reason behind it. Is it that there's things on me that I need to work on, which of course there always are things we need to work on in ourselves. Is it that you're preparing that person for me? All these, you know, those key things that you hear people in the church talk about with having that patience and waiting, oh, God's preparing him for you. God's preparing you for him, all those things. And I'm sure that's, that's good and true and factual, but at the same time, that doesn't help me any to feel better about the season that I'm in. So mm-hmm. my prayers have recently just been God, like, please tell me what it is that I'm supposed to be doing in the season. I, at this pro- point in time, because for me, I feel that my purpose is to be a wife and mother. That's what I feel internally in my heart and my spirit is my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't get to fulfill that purpose at the moment. So I've been asking recently, like, God, what is my purpose in this season? So Hopefully that while I'm waiting in that waiting process, I still feel that I have some sort of purpose. So my prayers haven't been um, the happiest of prayers recently in my relationship with God has been a little bit of this. uh, There's been tension um, on my side of things, but yeah, that's, that's how I'm navigating it. Not well at the moment. Not well. Okay. I appreciate the honesty, you know, (laughs) Lakeisha, what about you? I mean, have you been, have you gotten like, like, God, what's up? Yeah, I definitely have moments I can relate this to Emily like the same. Like I just have days and times where I'm just like, ooh, like Lord, what's up? And then some days I'm like, you know what? I <laughs> you know, whatever your will is, like I'm back, you know, because it do it gets tough when you want something so bad. Mm-hmm. It's like to see the opposite of it. It hurts. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like okay, you know, he's God. He's a good God. He knows me, he created me. So if I still don't have what I'm in hope for and looking for, then it's like, okay, there must be something to this more. I need to grow more. I need to learn. And so I go back and forth. I have those moments where it's like, oh, Lord, come on. And then it's just like, okay, Lord, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. It gets tough. As you're human, but it gets tough. Amanda, how yeah. do you deal with all that? So um, I feel like that I have a, a very different perspective than Lakeisha and Emily on this. Um, and maybe this speaks a lot to my personality. I don't ever think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> maybe that's the reason I'm single. I don't know. <laughs> I'm always like, oh yeah, no, that's not going to work. Um, so, um, but my, my, my walk through that is I know that God is not a God that withholds. Um, he does not withhold anything that is good from us. And, and so, although there is a desire to get married, um, and I do want to be married and we, you know, that's why we're on here having this conversation. I'm also very fulfilled in exactly where I am. And I feel like that being fulfilled single is what makes me ready to be married. Um, 
because I know who I am in God. I know what it is that I'm looking for. I know what it is that I want my life to look like. And I'm so ready to navigate that with someone else. Now, I've also been, you know, told, well, your standards are too high or, you know, your your expectations are too high. And I'm just the person that says, you know what, they should be high because I'm going to be committing my life to this man. So I have a checklist. And so as far as, um, you know, with prayers, whenever, you know, I'm, I'm having those conversations with God, I, it's what can I pour into now as I'm waiting for you to, to, to fulfill this in me, or as I'm waiting for you to bring, you know, that husband to me, uh, really, if that's your, you know, if that's your will, and I hate saying that phrase, I feel like that's one of those Christian phrases that we say all the time and we misuse it, but, um, but, you know, waiting for that, that perfect timing, because I know that God's timing is perfect. And, and if it doesn't happen, because there's always that question and there's always those, you know, there's moments of loneliness. I mean, I, I would be, you know, telling you an untruth if I didn't tell you that there are moments that it's a bad day and I come home and sometimes you just don't want to come home to an empty house. You know, those are moments of loneliness, but it's in those moments of loneliness. I think that I have really plugged into who God is as a provider, as a promise keeper, as all of those things. And so it's just, reminding myself that he is not a God who withholds. He Mm. does not keep good things from us and his timing is absolutely perfect. And sometimes in your head, you're like, okay, I get that. Right. Mm -hmm. When your heart, you're just like, you know, let me ask you something because she talked about the high standards and stuff. Um, and a lot of people hear that we're like, well, your standards are too high and all that, but I got to ask you guys, all ladies, this, you know, when I say guys generic, right. Um, are, are you, are you dating? Like, can, are are you meeting people guys? Are you dating? Are you doing any of those things? No. (laughs) (laughs) Me? No. Okay. Emily? No, I was trying, I tried the apps and that was a horrible experience every time I tried to be on them. So I sore those off. And as of now, it's just, if, naturally someone walks into my life wonderful but as of now no I'm not dating right so so what you know where do you know single men well I know single men but not godly single men okay so let me yeah, I would say that. that there you go godly single men because like you you know you do come across people and you're you know coming and going you'll see people but like Amanda said a while ago like you see and be like okay nope that's that's not me like I know that's not what I want so yeah you see single people like as you're moving around and going day to day but it's like not what I want. And it's not because my standards are too high. It's like, I know that, you know, or yeah. maybe it is because my standards are too high, but I know that's what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And I so, need to preface that there is a difference between a single or between a godly man and a Christian boy. So we have a lot of men who are Christian boys that are simply just boys who can shave and they go to church on Sunday morning. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm right. looking for the person that has a relationship with God that is anointed and powerful and not just coming to church on Sunday morning because it's what their mom and their grandma always did. Well, I, that sounds great, but I, I'm not seeing a lot of Christian single boys either. Right. I, I mean seriously i i str- or single women i don't i don't see I, I, like i wanted to have more I, looking through people single women i could have on the show and i'm like i don't really know single people 
whether single women, whether single guys, I don't see a lot of single people. And then when you add in, they need to be godly. Then, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, so here, here's the, here's a question because Emily brought up something that I think is really important. And that is the church is geared toward marriage. And I believe in marriage, like Amanda pointed out, it is the backbone of society. It is absolutely important, but is there something or are there some things that the church is dropping the ball on? And I don't mean the church you go to, I'm not asking you to pinpoint your pastor and all that. I mean the church as a whole, because there's there's a culture within the church, it seems. So is there something that resonate that hits you like this needs to be tweaked or this could help or that? I don't think so. Mm. Uh and the and the reason why I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't think so because I think the reason why that's done is because a lot of times, I mean, we see this in, in all aspects of our life, even in business. I could even tell you instances in education where we try to tailor the message to the masses. We try to tailor the message to the majority. And the reality is a majority of those who are coming to church on a regular basis, they are families. They they are married. They I, are I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back because, okay. and, and, and you're right. I, I'm not pushing back what you said. Sure. Although that is true, I got to ask, is that the right mindset so that you just deal with the majority and let the others slip through the cracks? Right. Oh, I don't think it's the right mindset, but I do think it is just the 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 way of our world. And I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> Somebody else. I think, I don't know if this is quite answering the question, but at least for me, I think the thing that I would like to see the church most work on is their approach in talking to single people and the mm. advice, whether it's unsolicited or people coming just to like, I talk to people all the time about my journey in singleness and I time and time and time and time again, receive the same tired old tropes of the same advice of just wait on the Lord, all those things that we always hear. And to be honest, I started telling people up front, if I'm sharing this with you, I'm only talking to you about it so that I can get this out because I am so frustrated. I just need you to hear me. I don't want your advice because it's the same advice that the rest of the church gives over and over and over again. So I just wish there was a little bit more empathy in the way that the church speaks to single people in the season that they're in, if they're unhappy in that season. I saw something that you posted on social media about, it was sort of like, if people talk to married people the way they talk to singles and it had yeah. all these things and that was really interesting so yeah we we do hear the just wait on god i don't even really hear that i don't really hear much at all about uh about singles uh lakeisha is there anything you can think of that you feel like it, the body of christ the church uh perhaps could do differently or just cool mm, i don't I don't know. I really don't know how to answer that question. Just like, but to just co-sign on what was saying, like, like, don't be so quick to just say, like, wait on the Lord. Like, it's it's kind of like it gets so irritating. It's like so frustrating to like hear that or like I have a word for you and like you're gonna get a man or like I mean if you really got a word for me, that's different. But telling somebody you got a word for them and you're gonna get a man, like. I like it, like it, next it, week. Yeah, like, it's just week. add to the fire. Like leave me alone. I, I got, I'm gonna validate, and I'm not, I'm not saying that because I'm not dismissing 
all the words I've received over the last 25 years, and there have been many, but I, I would I used to say that I, I think I was fine until all the words came. And then I found that that being a source of, of an issue for me, because I'm like, you know, Lord, I was just kind of minding my business. Biz, yes. And then the words came. And I'm thinking, well, why would God give me a word? Like we're, we're 25 years later, you know, into this. So I don't understand how all that works. I'm not saying that they're not the word of the Lord and all that. I'm just saying, honestly, I just don't know. Now, last yeah. year, last year, when we, when we spoke, Amanda, I shared, I really had felt that the Lord had reignited that promise about, about marriage, started having these various dreams about it. And I was so confident that I actually, and I got to be confident to do this because I'm kind of private along those lines, but I actually took Pastor Val and Miss Sherry, Pastor Zach and Miss Diane out to lunch. And I sat with them and I shared with them, this is what I really believe. I believe that, you know, that God has reminded me of the promise and that this is, you know, coming and blah, blah, blah. And now here we are again, right? So it's it's about a year later uh, after that, well, longer than that, because it had, I just really feel like the Lord was leading me. But anyway, here I am. So the bottom line is I got to trust that he is good, trust his character. And if he if he has it for me, I, I want it. If he ain't got it for me, don't come, don't even come. I'm not even interested in nonsense, right? But listen, I'm, I'm 53. I got to ask you guys to be honest. So 53, never been married, and no one on this panel has ever been married. So when you see someone like me, like when you're like, I really want to get married. I want to believe God has something for me. I want to believe this is happening. And then you look at me and you go, okay, she's 53. She loved the Lord. Uh, she she kind of faithful. She's still single. <laughs> like, does it make you go, are you encouraged or do you go, oh man, I ain't got no hope. Like, what do you think? Seriously, when you see someone who's 53 and you're just like, she's still single. What? When, when I see you, I don't even see a single woman. I see a powerful, confident woman and, and that, that trumps everything. Um, so it's, it, 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 if you want me to choose either way, you know, specific to singleness, I would say it's encouraging because, um, there's, there's a joy in you. There's a, uh, a, there's a, a peace that may be outward, even though on the inside, it may not be <laughs> sometimes, but on the, on the outward appearance, there is a peace and it's, it, it is encouraging. You, you do singleness well, if that makes sense. And again, I hate mm. that phrase too, but mm. you, you do singleness well. Mm. Well, thank you, Emily. What, were you, what are you going to say? Um, I would love to have the same opinion as Amanda, and I would love to feel that way. I am not there yet. Tell um, the truth. Tell, tell. I mean, not, Amanda was telling the truth, but tell your truth. So, though I agree, and I think those exact same things when I look at you, Adrian. I think, I mean, you are someone I respect more than a lot of people out there. I respect you a ton, and I think a lot of positive things about you. But there are people, especially because some of us all go to the same church. There are people within our church that I, I've known forever because I've gone to that church forever. And I look at them and they're still single and they're lovely women who I think have a lot of fabulous qualities. They have been steadfast. They have been faithful to God. And I think, oh my gosh, they're a decade, <laughs> two decades older than me and they still don't have someone. And I will, and this sounds terrible and I, I probably shouldn't do this, but sometimes I'll be like, mom, I don't want to end up like xyz person i don't want to be in that boat like what is what do i need to do to, to work on uh to not be in that boat or like what is it um and so for me 
it hasn't been encouraging, but I would love to get to the point where it is encouraging. <laughs> <I'm serious. laughs> I, I appreciate that, right? They're like, oh, here come Adrian, a 53 year old. So Lakeisha, what about you? I mean, do you have that steadfast hope or do you look at other people and go, you know what? God hasn't guaranteed me someone or maybe you feel God has. I, to be honest, I'm still back and forth. I have my days where I'm encouraged by seeing it in people who are single and going strong or some days I have my days where I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Right. Yes. So, um, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's so yeah. hard. Like some days, it's so hard. Like it makes you want to cry. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Especially so like when you're 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 so like it's you're so faithful and you're so committed to the Lord. And you know we all have our weakness and mess ups, but faithful you know what I'm saying you're faithful and you're there and you're showing up and you're it's like Lord what you know what did I do but I ain't there yet <laughs> Amanda you started to say something well I feel like the odd woman out here uh <laughs> in a sense because I think I have like 50 50 you know percent of the time I'm thinking you know absolutely yes let's I want to get married but then there are marriages that I see and I think there's no way in the world I want what they have um and so it you know something that's 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 very very important to me is the way that people speak to others and, and I see sometimes the communication that takes place in marriage. And I think, no, like that is not happening. I mean, there's no way I want that in my, in my life, but then there are other marriages, of course, that I see. And I think, wow, that's how it's supposed to be done. And yes, there's such a safety there. And, and I, I think, um, you know, I, maybe this isn't one of those things you're supposed to say as a Christian woman, but, um, I think my biggest fear is that I'm going to be disappointed and, and disappointment is probably the hardest emotion for me to process um, because I have offered my heart to someone and I thought that, and I, and I knew not that I thought I had prayed, I had, I had sought God over this because to be honest, I didn't want to, because I didn't want to open myself up in that way in fear of rejection. Yeah. And, and it did not end the way that I thought it was going to end. And I was, I was so disappointed. And so I think it would almost be difficult in a sense, even though I have that desire to be married, I think it, God's going to have to be very blatant and clear, or it's probably going to have to be the, the, the man that says, God told me that we were supposed to get married. Like it's going to have to be big, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I used to say that many, many years ago too. I used to say, Lord, cause I, 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 I'm like, I can do good by myself. I can do bad by myself, but I can do good by myself too. And I, I Lord, I need to know uh, for, for sure. But right. But guys, we're not meeting anybody. Mm -hmm. And so what's like, are we supposed to, I know, Emily, you mentioned the apps. You don't do those anymore. We had a conversation about the apps. I did a whole episode on that, uh, singles and apps, and should they be doing that? And then we talked about it on that last episode a year ago, almost. We're not meeting anybody. So where, I mean, I don't, I can't even remember the last date I, I had. And 
And you guys sound like you ain't dating either. <laughs> so it's it's not like God doesn't know where you live, but should women be more proactive or are we supposed to just sort of sit back and say God's in control and so he'll bring them to me, Emily? I think that's tough. I'm struggling with that, to be honest right now. I kind of feel both ways because if I don't, if I don't put myself out there and put myself in places where I am going to come across and meet people, how can mm -hmm. I ever expect I work from home? I'm home most of the time. How am I going to ever expect to meet someone? Like, how can I have that, that expectation? I will meet a man always being at home. So I think for me, it's okay. What can I do? What can I be a part of? What can I, you know, at church in full transparency at our church currently, there aren't really any guys in my age range that I would ever consider pursuing in that capacity. And so church right now, for me, well, there's really not any eligible young guys. So it's like, what, where can I go that I can put myself in those positions to meet people, um, which is extremely tough. But then at the same time, I think, okay, and this, this answers the question, but also kind of answers something or goes towards something else. I personally, I feel like for me, I have exerted so much effort being the one to initiate things, um, in previous relationship relationships and previous times of trying to date people. I want to be the one that is sought after for once. I don't want to be the one that's always pushing to try to find something and force something to work just because I want it so badly. I would yeah. like someone to pursue me instead of the opposite way around. So I'm kind of 50, 50 on how I feel about that. But he he got to have to knock on your door if you're at home all the time, right? Exactly. That's what a friend keeps telling me. Adrian, I just want you to just go out and have fun. I'm like, what you want me to do? I go to church. I'm in group. Like, what am I supposed to do, right? I, I'm certainly not going to show up at the bar, you know, <laughs> and, and be like, play the music. Let me sing. You know, I'm not, I'm not, that's just not me. So, I, I mean, the other two, I, should you be, what are you doing to be found? Or is that, the, is that an oxymoron? I, I guess I've just kind of decided that, you know, we, I, I mean, I am, I am out a lot. And when I, when I say out a lot, I don't mean like, as you said, like bars and things like that. But I mean, my, my, my job has me out a lot. And, and so I guess I've always just felt that, you know, again, God has perfect timing and we can reach for the same, you know, apple at the grocery store, or we can run across each other at the coffee shop or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and so, I mean, I'm not really, I think I'm just living my life and just standing firm on the idea that, you know, God's timing is perfect and we will cross paths whenever his timing says. So is it fair to say you have somewhat of a passive uh, mentality about it? Yes, absolutely. And you feel that that's right for you? Um, I I guess I do because that's how I'm pursuing it. Um, but are, you, yeah. <clears throat> are you, and this is Lakeisha as well, are you aware? Like sometimes I'm, th I remember, there was, I remember someone said to me, so-and-so was at our church before and he was interested in you. And I'm like, oh, I kind of got that impression, but it wasn't anything overt that I saw. I sit in the front of the church. Um, you know what I'm saying? But so I, you know, you come and go, I wouldn't even know, you know, but are you, and I've tried to say to myself, perhaps you need to be more aware when you're out and about and even at church of who's coming and going, at least to notice. Lakeisha, are you aware of your, are you looking for him to show up somewhere? I'm not, but 
at the same time, I guess, yes, because I'm like, well, I'm always in the house and I'm always at work. So it will have to be like when I'm out and about somewhere, but I'm not like, oh, is that him? Oh, is that him? But in a way, in a sense, yes, like, because I'm aware, okay, this is going to have how it's going to have to be or, you know, friends invite me somewhere and like, hey. Um, come over or let's do this like it's gonna either have to be because or either the lord gonna have to send them to my front door but mm-hmm. i am aware that and yeah and i'm glad you yeah. said what you said and amanda and emily because some people their mindset about single women in particular is that we're all desperate no yeah and i and I, I i i that's what i don't like about some people and in a way the church going back to how we were talking about the church i guess i can say that about the church too because mm-hmm. like it you get them looks like oh she's single and or, or other women pulling their man you could see that them pulling their man close like we want their man or <laughs> you know that type of stuff i can't stand that like i'm not desperate I don't want your man, you know, stuff like that. You, you can tell. Yes. Yes. You can honestly desire, you know what, if God has someone for me, I want that. Or Lord, I, I pray you have someone for me that doesn't make you desperate. And a right. lot of people have that mindset that you're desperate or, you know, if you're 50 something, well, you must be gay or, I mean, you'd be surprised the mindsets that people, people have, have yeah. especially if you've never been married, you know, and they're just like, all right, so listen, I'm going to um, show you something. Uh, I'm going to screen share, but I don't know how many of you have ever heard of Dr. Cindy Trim, but Dr. Cindy Trim is a world-known uh, minister. She's an author. She's a sought-after speaker all over the world. Um, I haven't followed her closely. I just know the name. Didn't Haven't really paid a lot of attention to her stuff. She's apparently a powerhouse in terms of prayer and all that. One of the things I didn't know, I didn't know a lot about her, but I knew what I said, but I didn't know that she was just married five years ago when she was 60. And this was the first time. So this woman is just doing things and is, you know, a huge deal for, for many people. I, I would never known that she wasn't, wasn't married or anything like that, but she recently was on the Dear Wifey podcast, I guess in the last maybe two weeks or less, and um, that was when I first found out that she, she's, you know, when she was 60, five years ago, she got married for the first time. And I want to show you something that she says during this panel. And then her husband um, said something as well that I want to talk about. For single women, you have to settle in yourself. What if you never marry? What if, what if, what if? your status is going to be single. What are you going to do then? Because you can say that the role that you play as a wife defines who you are. That's real. It's a role. It's a role that you play. So does it mean that if you're single, you have no value? Does it mean that you know your value is determined by another person? Because if it's true, then you have to do a lot of inner work before you even qualify to call yourself as a wife. Uh, uh, No one can make you happy. No one can make you fulfilled. 
Number one, God wants to find you in a place of self-satisfaction. Number two, singles, he wants to find you in a place where you are not only self-satisfied, but you're in a place where you are, uh, how can I put it? You're in a place where you have a self-centered uh, attention to yourself. It's not about finding somebody. It's about paying attention, being satisfied with you, and then coming to a place where that satisfaction makes you selfish enough to work on you, work on you, work on you, and while you're working on you, the right people. I'm on my way. That's Show good. Up. That's good. Okay, so let me start with what Dr. Cindy Trim said. What if, she said, what if you don't get married? And I'm going to throw that out. How do you handle that possibility? Anybody? I'll go first. For me, um, I, I, there's no other choice but to be happy. I mean, not happy, but okay with it. But it will hurt. Mm -hmm. Definitely will hurt. Mm -hmm. Because it's something that I want and have always wanted since I was little, going back to saying my parents separated. So, um, I, but I wanted them to be together. And I understood now being older, I can see the importance of the balance that was needed with them being together. And so I just want, want that. Like, and so it would hurt to not have something. Mm -hmm. I mean, my marriage, I'm not going to say a marriage, like my marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if? For me, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have, I have, I, I continue to build my life and to pour into everything that I have in front of me. And I refuse to focus on the one thing that I don't have. And so um, I will, I will pour into friends. I will pour into, um, I will serve. I will continue to pursue a career. I will continue all of those things. And although, again, I'm not saying there will not be lonely times, there will not be lonely nights, mm -hmm. but my God is faithful to step into that void and he will fill that gap for me. And so for me, nothing changes. I will rejoice in all of the blessings that I have. And I will try to take my lot in life in order to share the word on a platform that will minister to others and bring peace and joy to everyone else around me. You used the word disappointed before. So I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. you said you don't like to be disappointed and that relationship that you, you offered your heart to, mm -hmm. and that was disappointing. Would you feel that God has disappointed you? No. Um, well, actually I was probably too quick to say that. Um, I guess I am going to, I'm going to stay, I'm going to say with no, that I don't feel like that God has disappointed me, um, by, by not feeling, you know, that, that, that need, um, I feel more disappointed whenever I offer my heart to someone and then it's rejected. So I, I guess if I'm just going to be vulnerable, probably a lot of my ideas is probably a self-protection tactic. It's probably a fact that I don't want to be disappointed. And so I'm going to operate in, you know, I'll, take charge. I'll take control and we'll knock this thing out. 
Um, and I know that that's true. I know that there's a self-protection piece there. Um, but I also know that, again, I have many blessings in my life and I'll focus on those. Mm -hmm. Okay. Emily, what about you? What so if? Again, again, I would love to say that I am in that po more positive space that Amanda is. What if for me, um, I know that like, um, the, the clip you played said marriage is a role. So I, I can separate knowing that marriage is a role from my purpose. I can separate those two things, but at the same time, I still feel my ultimate purpose is to serve in the capacity of wife and mother. Um, because I truly do think those are areas of service, uh, that the church doesn't really talk about. Those are, those are areas to serve the Lord. Um, so for me, I think the word disappointment is exactly how I would feel. I, I, I'm still trying to work on me and discover what my purposes are aside from wife and mother. Like what, what are those things? Like I mentioned earlier, I'm working on that right now. God, what can I find that Obviously God is supposed to be the one that ultimately fulfills us. I understand that. But at the same time, I need something to be doing. I need something going on right now that makes me feel that fulfillment other than just knowing I'm fulfilled in the Lord. I, and maybe I'm just not holy enough. Maybe that's, the <laughs> I'm not holy enough, um, but I don't feel ultimately fulfilled yet. And so trying to work towards God, what is it then? If, if marriage is not for me, if that's not what you have planned for me, then what is, and I, I know for me, I haven't discovered that yet. I, I don't know what that is. I've asked and I've asked and I've asked and I haven't heard back quite yet. So, um, yeah, I, I think if marriage is not what God has in store for me, I will be disappointed. I will be hurt. Um, but I'll, obviously I'll have to just work through that and, and come to the yeah. other side of it. What's so interesting to me is at, at what point do you, then, does a person say, okay, it's time to be disappointed. It's been too long. Right. I mean, she was 60. And so if, if she threw a fit at 50 and just said, I'm just done, I'm disappointed in the Lord, you know, we don't know. Like, it sounds so outrageous, like 60 years old, right? But she was doing and she was all well-known and she was producing in people's lives. And, you know, she's Dr. Cindy Trim. I mean, you go on the internet and put her name in. I mean, and so it didn't stop her. But I heard her say on that podcast, I heard her say that she was prepared to have children up until she was 55. And it wasn't until she was 55 that she said, okay, that's the cutoff. Like she was totally uh, open and, you know, uh, uh, that God would bring someone in and she'd get married and she would have kids. And at 55, she was like, and so she married him at 60 and uh, he is a retired pastor and he's, he was single for three years because his wife passed away. And so she said, the Lord has given her four, she says, bonus children. So, and then of course she's had many children all over the place by pouring into people's lives. But those children, she said, they're not stepchildren. They are bonus children. Like God, God gave her that, but it's 60. So there's the thing, like at, at what point, and that's the thing, honestly, that I have struggled with in various things. At what point do you say, well, it looks like it's not God. You know, what's, you know, at what point is it reality? At what point is it, well, he might still be coming. And that's about, you know, so I think Amanda hit something on the head. You have to, at some point, just be living your life you know, but if that's a desire of yours and you're just like, well, maybe it, maybe it's not God's will. 
Well, then again, maybe it's not. I don't want to be a person not of faith, but I don't want to hold on to something that's not God. And so you've got to be able to find that place somehow, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's a lifelong thing to figure out. But what about what he said? He said that you have to work on you, work on you, work on you. I know there's truth in that. Sometimes I get annoyed when I hear certain people say that because they act like the people who already got married had it all together. And they didn't. They didn't have it all together. Oh, you just worry, wait on the Lord. And wait on the Lord. Like you were all easy with it, you know, and just happy go lucky. And like you had all your ducks in a row. You didn't. If God waited till we got it all together to give us various things, we have Jack, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're walking in his grace. Thank God. But there is truth to what he's saying. So what are, what do you guys feel that you have done or are doing that makes you ready for when the person comes, you, you're, you're prepared. Or what is it about you that makes you worth? I hate to use that word, but a man saying, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to marry her. What do you bring to the table? I, that's what I was going to say. Like, I know what I bring to the table in a relationship. Again, that doesn't mean I'm not working towards things that I know I need to better on myself. And again, we all are working towards that in some capacity, married or not. Mm. Um, but for me, I know I, I am confident in what I can bring to someone else's life to better their life. I know the things that I have. I know the skills. I know the talents. I know. Give us, give us one thing. For me, I think I am very compassionate and caring and giving. And so I am always going to pour into someone else. I think you still have to prioritize, just like he was saying, you have to prioritize yourself. You have to be a little bit self-centered because if you're not working towards fulfilling yourself, then how mm. you're empty. How can you pour back out to someone else? But I know that I, what I'm going to give to my partner, the, the amount of, of just determination to make that marriage work, whatever that means, whatever, if that means there's counseling or whatever we have to do to make our marriage strong and last, I know I'm willing, I'm going to put in that work. So I know that I bring that to the table. Okay. Lakeisha, what do you bring to the table? Um, I'm more of an encourager. Um, and just a supporter, like to understand, like we all have our ups and downs. We're all broken and, you know, some sense we don't have it all together. So I'm just that supporter of like, okay, well, this is where we're at, you know, right here, right now. Okay. What can you do to be better? What changes can you make? You know, it doesn't happen overnight, but the little steps, you know, you can do to be better. So mm -hmm. encourager, supporter. Yes. yes. All right, Amanda, what do you bring to the table? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is ambition. So I am um, I am somebody that I, if we want to achieve something, we're going to achieve it. Um, by I'm someone who's going to again come alongside you and and to to elevate you to uh, to cheer you on to to stroke your ego if it needs to be stroked, but also to give you truth if you need truth in that moment. Um, I'm also someone that if you need someone to go to war beside you, I I can do that. Um, and when I say war, I mean physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things. Um, if you if we need to 
charge the throne room of heaven. I know my anointing. I know my power and I am firm in that. And we can do that on all things. If there is a, an enemy that is coming against you, uh, there is a protection that you will have in me because of my relationship with God. And I'm firm on that. I'm secure in that. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm someone who, again, I can, I can encourage you. I can lift you up, but I'm also someone who is going to give you wisdom, even if that wisdom is difficult for you to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I asked that question because work on you, work on you, work on you. As he said, here's the thing. I, I think it's so important as we wrap up that we are working on ourselves as, and as the Lord leads and shines his light on various areas of our lives, not so that I can trap someone else, quote unquote, right? Or get someone else, but because I want to give God my best. Mm -hmm. and as long as he's number one in my life, then I, I need to be, I need to be growing. I need to be expanding. And as I keep my eyes on him, everything else is, super, is superfluous. Everything else is, is, as they say, um, icing on the cake, right? But I'm not, I'm not trying to be worthy. That's why I corrected myself when I use that word worth. I am already worthy. Mm -hmm. Whether I, and the same thing of you, wh whether you ever get married or not, being single is not being a second class citizen. Even if that's the desire of your heart, our greatest desire has to be to God because mm -hmm. that's ultimately all that really matters. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that because you go, wow, man, especially around the holidays. I don't know about you, but it becomes difficult for people around the holidays. You know, everybody come up and bring your family up and you got all the pajamas on, everybody matching and, you know, all this stuff. And it can be difficult. And sometimes you got to go, hold, hold up, wait a minute. I am complete in him. And if you've got to preach it to yourself, then you preach it to yourself. But you can be absolutely happy where you are and it's all right to want to be married also, you know, doesn't make you desperate. It doesn't make you, you know, and if you're not with somebody, it doesn't mean you've been rejected. Listen, Lord, your will be done. But I also want wisdom. When I ask that question, like, so are, do we get out? Do we get out of the house? You know, yeah, you could be reaching for the fruit, you know, but she was out the house where so she could get the fruit, right? So um, any last words on this? on this topic from anybody this is such i mean we could this is a rich conversation we could go there's so much more but any any final words to wrap up something you didn't get said that you would like on the record um i guess for me i'll because i feel like i again have i have a very currently very negative lens on things. I do want to encourage anyone who's in the same boat as me, where you have that more negative lens of things right now. Obviously we don't want to stew in negativity. I'm working really hard to be more positive. Um, but don't let anyone else's journey through singleness affect where you're at. And so far as like, don't make, don't let it make you feel bad. Cause I honestly feel bad all the time when I'm like, man, I wish I was just more positive about this scenario, man, Emily, like, why are you so negative about this? And, and truthfully, again, that does need to be worked on. But if you're in a similar spot, don't let other people's journeys through singleness, make you feel lesser than, or like you're not striving hard enough, or like you're not seeking God hard enough because man, have I surely felt recently like I, oh, maybe I'm just not holy enough. Maybe my relationship with God's just not enough. Like I'm just not doing enough. I'm not giving enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not reading my Bible enough, blah, 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 blah. 
it, it, don't compare your journey through the season with anyone else's. It's your journey with God uh, through this season. Don't compare it to someone else's. That's good. That's word of wisdom right there. Anybody else? Um, I would just say just to re even in your singleness, just remember that you're, you're a prize, you're a gift. So um, as much as the singleness hurts and the loneliness gets and how it is around the holidays, I can relate that just happened with me. It's just me and my kids. And, you know, it, was, it, it hurts. But anywho, just in the singleness and loneliness, just remember that you're a prize, you're a gift. So if it hasn't happened yet, God is, you, you know, the the good person will come or if it never comes, you are a gift and a prize. That's good. That's good. You got a quick one, Amanda? Um, I think it's just to, to run it as everyone has said, just as run as fast as you can towards the throne. And then if somebody keeps up with you, then look to them and say, introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Listen, ladies, I thank you so much for being willing. This, there's a certain amount of vulnerability that you have to have to be right here where we are having this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And one thing I know, God has nothing but good things in store for you. So God bless you. And thank you. Yeah. I really enjoyed having an opportunity to talk to the ladies. There's so much we talked about and so much more we could talk about and perhaps we'll have them back and we'll, we'll dig in deeper or maybe I'll, I'll be able to to bring back uh, some of the ladies or or one of the ladies who was on the show before. Um, this is an ongoing conversation, no doubt. I hope you got something out of it. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question for any of us, please feel free to leave uh, a comment or a question on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave your comment right there. If you're listening on my Substack, you can leave a comment there. Or of course, you can email me at adrianrosscom at gmail.com. That's adrianrosscom at gmail.com. Would absolutely enjoy and appreciate hearing from you. Would also like to hear from you in terms of you're leaving a rating and or a review, wherever a rating and or a review may be left. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, however it all works, maybe Spotify. But if you could give this a five-star rating, if you believe it deserves that, I would love that. And if you could write a review, I'd love that too. I say that every week, nobody does it, but I would really appreciate it if you did. I love that you tell me that you enjoy it, but I would really love that you would help me out in that way. Also on my Substack, adrianross.substack.com, you can subscribe there. You can become a free subscriber. You can also become a paid subscriber. There are monthly uh, options, or I should say there is a monthly option, there is an annual option, there is a gold membership, and I would absolutely appreciate that. Don't forget to visit the BMG Network. That is thebmgnetwork.com. Perhaps you're listening on the BMG Network. Don't just listen to me. I appreciate that you do. But also, there are other podcasters. All right? We are engaging, enlightening, informative, and yes, entertaining. So check that out also. Guardians of Liberty, formerly known as We the People, meets every Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m., at Delmonico's in Jackson. On January 9th, the guests will be Jennifer Ann Barker and Shelly Smith, 
The topic, informed health choice, protecting Missourians' right to informed consent. Let's look ahead to January 16th. Pastor Mark Carbaugh of Rock of Cape Church will be the guest. His topic will be survival and previewing 2024. Thank you so much for tuning in. God willing, I'll catch you the next time. God bless you abundantly.